Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretti, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead. Cam Sword, let's do this thing. The Friday Freak Show edition of Game Time Decisions. The National Football League schedule has been released, but we're going to have a lot of time to get to, to that. It's Fight Week, UFC 249, Jacksonville, and um, evidently it was Fight Week in uh, Austin, Texas, as well in Earl Thomas's Aaron B. <laughs> Um, as uh, things got a little crazy, I believe, as they say in Texas, things got a little loco uh, at the Airbnb as uh, Earl Thomas, and uh, this is the weird part, too, Earl Thomas and his brother, Earl Thomas and his brother were both found in bed uh, with a woman uh, Uh by Earl Thomas's wife, who tracked him down via cell phone apps and tracers. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, guns were pulled, and uh, things got pretty crazy. Things got pretty crazy. And it's just like normal right now, Ken. NFL players and controversy and guns and women. And, and I'll tell you what, Damian Williams and the Kansas City Chiefs, he got robbed in an Airbnb last week, too. Yeah, you got to be careful, Gabe. Uh, different times, right? A lot of these people, they go to the spy stores. They don't trust their spouse or girlfriend or whatever. Uh-oh, the old tracer on the car. Hey, I know you went out and met your other girlfriend there. We got problems. Got to be careful. One thing you can say about me and you, we like to gamble, but adultery is not on the menu. And uh, I would like, uh, you know what I mean? You got to be very, very careful these days because, yeah, people are going nuts and people are packing heat. You know, it's funny. I, I, one time I lost, um, I lost an iPad. All right, so I lost an iPad on a train once. That's nice. I was like, you know, I always see this technology about uh, they can track it and trace it no matter what, even if it's off. So I actually contacted them, and I never thought I'd get through, but I actually did. Like, I actually spoke to a woman at Apple and stuff. Wow. And she's like, um, she goes, do you have the serial number? And um, I'm actually, I'm like, yeah, I actually do by chance, right? I was actually like... I, had, I got it from the bank, Ken. It was one of those, open up a new account and get a free Apple iPad. So I did it. Nice. Good deal. Good deal. I like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I, I hated the bank I was at anyway, so I was like, yeah, now I'm going to leave. Um, I left TD Bank for RBC. <laughs> oh, trust me. I'm, I'm ready to leave TD, too. These guys own me, Gabe. Like uh, <laughs> My mortgage? What? My 40-year mortgage plan? Yeah, yeah it's working out well. So... <laughs> I contact them, and I'm like, so listen, don't you have some sort of tracker or tracer or something? She goes, hold on, sir. We should be able to help you. She looks it up. She goes, well, she goes, we would, uh, but you disabled all the GPS on it. And uh, uh, I actually smart. did that because, because of stuff like this, Ken. I knew. I'm like, man, I'm not down with this about how, like, you're. it's basically like a walking, like, beep, beep. People can just walk. You know, they'll know. All right, Cam's at the barber right now. Oh, look at this. Cam's over at the Square One Mall. Right? Like, people can follow you. Yes. I'm like, I'm not down with this, right? So I disabled everything. She goes, oh, you disabled it, so we can't uh, track it now. I ended up getting it back anyways uh, in the end, which I've been pretty lucky uh, with that. So, yeah, we'll get into the Earl Thomas story a little bit. The National Football League schedule uh, has been released. Uh, we started talking about which teams are going to make the playoffs and the odds uh, to make the playoffs, yes or no, 
And um, I remember we uh, we were going to proceed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. We got off to Jacksonville. So we'll continue going through all the uh, the props and the odds for teams to make the playoffs now that the National Football League schedule uh, is released. But don't forget, it's fight week, and we've got uh, three fight cards rapidly approaching. We want to welcome everybody tuning in right now on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabriel Morenci. Let's do this thing. We're throwing it down with the Raging Brunette. Cam Stewart, the National Football League schedule has been released, uh, but it's fight week, man. We're going to go over, over every fight. Uh, we'll get to some NFL props uh, as well. Uh, there'll be a lot of time, guys, to uh, to kick the tires on a schedule that might or might not happen uh, moving forward, at least as far as the timing is concerned. But what we do know uh, what is happening is Earl Thomas has got some uh, marital problems, and uh, we know that uh, Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson are both about to start throwing punches uh, at each other as the fighters are in Jacksonville. We'll go behind the scenes a little bit, uh, Cam. Very interesting, um, very interesting um, blog, uh, let's call it, video blog, uh, behind the scenes of UFC 249. Like, there's I, media there. Yep. Right? Like, uh, you got to have some media there. You're thinking, why? What do you mean there's media? Well, you got to have a couple of guys reporting on it. Exactly. You know, if a tree falls, if Justin yeah. Gaethje falls in a forest, does anybody That's hear it? That's right. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, what, 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 what do they call it? Uh, fake, fake results. Fake yeah. results. We need somebody to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Listen, for safety reasons, nobody can see the card. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll tell you after what happened. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, we got a list of winners. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say this, Marenzi, you're absolutely right about one thing. When uh, yeah, Dave, you know, you text white list of winners, Kev. He'd yeah. be like <laughs> Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. They'd be like he didn't fight. <laughs> Conor McGregor won. He's the new <laughs> champion. <laughs> You're right, though. Like, uh, we'll talk about this, but the UFC deserves a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they're thinking outside the box. They're ahead of the game. And uh, Gabe, we'll get into details. But, man, they've been really good. Like, the way they've handled this situation has been very professional. And other sports leagues need to look at them uh, at, for guidance because I think they've handled this very, very well, uh, taking their due diligence. And it's been a very, very good look for the UFC so far. A-plus in my book on the report card. Yeah, well, so far, right? So you know, far, so far, no, yeah. Nobody so dropped far. dead of uh, coronavirus due to a UFC card uh, yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're right. It is, a, it is a model. But the thing is, they're a much smaller model than these, you know, than the, the, the NFL or college football or Major League Baseball, uh, for that matter. Uh, but uh, basically, the, the fighters and everyone, they're not in quarantine, but they're isolated. They're encouraged to stay away from other people. They're in a hotel complex, and they opened up a bunch of restaurants, and there's places to eat, you can walk around a bit, but you're told do not leave the complex. And then the media is in another part of the hotel, and, and they're told the same thing. You guys can walk around the hotel and stuff, but you can't, don't walk around over there where the fight DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down SB Nation Radio. Let's do this thing with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Fight week. We've got uh, three fight cards, 
uh, coming up uh, right now, guys. And this weekend is cool. I'm excited about the UFC 249. I'm just happy to have fights back. The last UFC card, um, I don't know, it felt like it was years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Uh, I think it was like April 9th or uh, 10th or something like that, whatever it was. Uh, in Brazil, there wasn't any fans, uh, but we ended up going 6-2 and two with our bets. So I'll take it if we're able to go 6-2 and two on Saturday night, UFC Jacksonville. But as cool as it is this weekend, and, you know, the NFL schedule release, people talking about football and all that, but actual real sports, we've got the UFC. Uh, but next weekend is when it gets good, uh, Cam. We'll have another UFC uh, card on Wednesday. We have another UFC card next weekend. Um, we've got NASCAR returning next weekend. We've got the Skins game for you for with uh, Rory and Dustin versus Ricky Fowler and Wolfman Jack, oh. uh, the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys uh, representing in the Skin game. Yep. And then the Bundesliga German soccer returns May 16th uh, as well. So suddenly we go from nothing to, hey, you've got some, some fighting on TV, to there's going to be multiple options. Uh, there's gonna be, it's it's going to be almost overload suddenly. You're going to watch some Korean baseball at 1 in the morning. You're going to watch some fighting on Saturday night. You're going to watch some golf uh, on Sunday afternoon, some skins game uh, action. You can watch some NASCAR. Uh, and then it's Fast and Furious, the UFC, three fight, three, uh, three fight cards in the span of a week. And then, boom, we talked about it. Once NASCAR is back, they're racing three times a week as well. Um, so uh, get your sportsbook accounts ready, guys, because sports are back. You said it, Gabe. These guys aren't screwing around either. Like, not NASCAR, multiple races for the week, UFC. We've lost a lot, but they're giving it back to us in big, big chunks right now, and it's going to be good. And hopefully the other leagues, they can get it together too. But this is a really good start. We don't have to just pick horses or, 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 or Korean baseball. We got a nice little mix on the buffet now. It's not perfect. It's not the carving station, which is the NFL, but we're getting there with quality items. Well, you know what? Uh, and now there's a story, and it's funny because just the other day we talked about this in which the Major League Baseball Players uh, Association, the union, uh, had Tony Clark, uh, former uh, former uh, you know, San Diego, played San Diego a long time. Detroit. Uh, Tony, yeah, Detroit, Tony Clark. Yeah, he's the, he's the, uh, the player rep. And he stated all the plans and the proposals that you see about baseball returning are just rhetoric. He says they're not actual real proposals. They're not actual real plans. They don't have one single proposal. They haven't proposed anything to us. And it's just all media rhetoric. And I talked about this. We brought this up before, about how the owners are going to do this to try to put pressure on the players to get fans excited, right? And now you see it every couple of days right now. Oh, look, uh, you know, remember the other day, the preferred plan is to start July 1st. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, you, you know what it is? Um, you know, we all have a lot of preferred plans that don't come true, right? So it's funny that Tony Clark comes out and says, they haven't even proposed anything. And then suddenly, like a day later, there's a, there's a story. Oh, Major League Baseball owner set to propose something uh, to the players. And Jeff Passan of ESPN seems to be the guy uh, right now. There's always, you know, times change and stuff. Rosenthal, still, still in the know, but Passan's like the new guy. He's on ESPN. He's like the Schefter type of thing. And I've noticed he's, yeah, he's the guy for the owners. Like, one million percent. Like, he's their mouthpiece. So it's funny. It's like, 
Major League Baseball owners have a plan to come back, you know, propose July 4th start date. And then you see, but there are major hurdles and the Major League Baseball Players <laughs> Association would have to would agree to this yeah. proposal. And it's funny, like they, they, the way they do it too, it's like, and all these people, so people are so stupid on social media, you know, they start sending me, look, baseball's back. Because it says uh, Major League Baseball uh, owners approve a plan. Yeah, yeah, they approved a plan. Like that has nothing to do with the players, right? Baseball. And they don't even have a plan. So no, let me no. ask all these serious people. So what's the freaking plan? Where are they playing? In what cities? Well, you think you're playing and, and, and now suddenly everything's okay because you want to pretend it is? What happened to the Florida stuff? What happened to the Arizona stuff? Like, they don't have a plan. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to start in July in everyone's home stadium. Like, everything's just going to magically be okay and we're, we're going to predict the future like this. What about the player salaries? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that baseball, like, they're nowhere even close uh, to any of this. So... I take all these stories with a grain of salt, and you have to read the fine print. But it's funny that it went from, oh, yeah, yeah, they have all these plans on the table to the players saying they haven't proposed one single thing. Like, it's just all media stuff. Yeah. To within yeah. 24 hours, oh, baseball, um, you know, baseball is going to send a proposal over to them. Right? It's just, it's all just PR stuff right now. And, it really is clear that the Major League Baseball owners are trying to put pressure publicly on the players. It's right? not If they keep on putting it out there yep. that, hey, you know, oh, baseball's coming back, baseball's coming back, and then people are like, well, why isn't it coming back? Because, oh, the players don't want to play, or because of the players, then the owners believe that the public will turn on the players and sort of force them to go back to work. Yet the Major League Baseball uh, Players Union, the strongest of them all, and there's just, there's so much behind the scenes. So, you know, you talked about those sports coming back. I think the NBA could come back and play the playoffs, but I have my doubts. I think baseball is further away than people are uh, reporting it is right now. Yeah, if I were to make a bet with which, which league doesn't play, I would say Major League Baseball. And to your other point, they've had interviews with players saying, you know what, uh, we're not even sure about the season. These guys are so far apart right now, it's absolutely incredible. It's the only sport other. Football has time because of its timeline in the fall. Baseball hasn't started yet. It was supposed to start earlier in March rather than April. And hockey and basketball are close to the end of the regular season so they can come up with a quarantine plan. I still think that makes sense. Baseball is very far away. And we talked about it. We like the Cactus League plan, the Arizona plan, splitting That's it up. That's the best plan they had. But, but, but they had a new one after that. And then the preferred plan. And then you talk to the players saying, you know what? Maybe we're not even going to play. So I don't know what's going to happen, Gabe. They need something like a breakthrough breakthrough a story to come through because right now these guys are miles and miles and miles apart and it's always about money obviously mm -hmm. and if you want to talk about money i guess listen they've never had anything like this before right there's never they've never been shut down by a pandemic uh before so contractually you know there's sort of this act of god thing and you know right extenuating circumstances and the players agreed to lose basically 25 27% of their salary, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, and you remember they made the deal about a month ago or whatever, and it was like, all right, you're getting 75% of your pay. And the players are like, all right, fine. It is that's what it good. is. We understand. It's part mm -hmm. of a, you know, it's, that's that's the deal. That that was the deal. Same with the NBA, actually. And the, NH the NHL put it in escrow, right? They sort of said, all right, we're going to take the money. We'll figure it out after. But because everyone recognizes they kind of all did lose like a third of their revenue type of thing, right? So 
So baseball players agreed to do the 75% thing. But the thing is now, when they come back, they expect to be paid prorated for each game. So let's say, you know, 75% of the, uh, of the $10 million. So you owe me 7.5 million now for the year. Mm -hmm. So now for the rest of the year, how many games I play, divide that by 7.5 million. That's how many, you know what I mean? I get the exact same amount of money per game it's, now. It's too much money. That's the problem when you're the dealing owners with are this. Saying, yes. Guys, yes. we're playing <laughs> the games now, but we're playing the games without fans. We're mm -hmm. playing the games without selling, ripping people off for beer. There's no, there's no way, there's not as much money anymore. You need to take another pay cut. Exactly. And this is where. <laughs> we'll take one shave, but two shaves? Yeah, yeah exactly. Not so much. Yeah, just like asking Mike Trout to shave with like a razor he bought at the dollar store. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, exactly. yeah, I'll do it once. Mm. But no, nah, I'm a Gillette guy, right? I'm Mike Trout for Gillette. Like, yeah, yeah. I like the expensive blades. Like, they don't even want to play really in the first place. Right, like they're like, what's your plan anyways? And now they're like, oh, so you don't have a safety plan and you want us to take another pay cut. Yeah. So then okay. if you're a player, Cam, you're down to like, I don't know, 50% after you get taxed. You've made about 25% of your salary for and, the pro. And Suddenly you're like, I'm not doing this. Gabe, and you know this, guys like Kershaw, Trout, uh, Bookie Betts, uh, Arenado, guys who make real money, it's like, wow. If I'm going to play for that, I'm already loaded. What, 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 what's the benefit of me playing for this type of money oh, some when I have now, this? Yes. And some owners are even wondering, is it even worth it now? Without that revenue, we have to pay these guys. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. Now, we're, we're, there will be football. I do believe there's going to be football. There's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, going on, although a lot of states are opening up. Uh, football is a complicated matter. There's a lot of players. It's a contact sport. Um, there's a lot of a uh, lot of logistics to work out. Although I do believe there's going to be NFL football, and everybody believes that there will be. Although even people in the know uh, think it's going to start mid-October, as opposed to um, as opposed to September the 10th. Now, college football. A lot of people wondering about college uh, sports right now. We see college basketball players are all bolting um, like an alcoholic uh, after last call, time to go. And, <laughs> and they're all going to the G League, they're going yeah. wherever, to Europe, they're tapping out. College football is a different entity. The players don't really have a choice. They can't say, well, I'm just not gonna do anything for two years and I'll go to the NFL, it doesn't work that way. They, yeah. they have to play. And there's so much money at stake. Universities already lost a ton of money uh, by not that's, playing their college tournaments the in March Madness. They can't afford to do this again. They're going to get the games in. But then we get into the logistics of it, Cam. But, um, you know, I saw that um, Notre Dame's athletic uh, director, Jack Swarbrick, who's actually a very, very powerful man, obviously, in, uh, in college uh, football, did a conference call with the media after he did a conference call with the commissioners. And even though Notre Dame's an independent, they play these other schools. And yes. you know, obviously, Notre Dame would be in any conversation. Uh, that's going on as far as college football. And they pretty much have come out of these meetings with the feeling of some schools are going to play and some conferences are ready to go. Some conferences might not be ready to go. Okay, that's fine. But then what happens, guys? What about the college football playoff? Yeah. Like if the SEC's playing and the Big Ten isn't, then like, is what about the playoffs? 
How many conferences would have to be to be in the playoffs? Like what? So what? The Sun Belt? Some, you're putting the Sun Belt teams in the playoffs? Like, how's this going to work? So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions in the air here. But one thing that's a pretty common theme here, Ken, the SEC seems like they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, the SEC would open up today. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Come on down. College football. We got 20,000 in the stadiums. We got a great game today. The cocktail party. Yeah, they're ready to go, Gabe. SEC... They're basically, you talked about it, Georgia and Florida. These guys are open for business. Alabama, Mississippi. Oh, they're not shutting down. Oh, right. no, no. And college football is the lifeblood of these communities, too. This is like every, it means everything to them. It's different. When you have athletic institutions that are also very academically strong, like the Cals, the Stanfords, the Michigans, you know, these were doctors going. And it's very different for them. And, and look. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com. I am Daniel Morenci throwing it down. SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. Uh, we're talking UFC. We're talking NFL football. We'll get back to the props as far as uh, the odds for NFL teams to make the playoffs. Yes or no, now that the schedule has been released. But we've already known the strength of schedule before. So uh, whatever, where they're playing, when they're playing. Uh, basically irrelevant uh, as far as the odds uh, are concerned. We're just talking about baseball, and I'm just stating because baseball is sort of the next, like the next big one, right? And UFC is a niche sport here. I mean, and a lot of people are happy about the UFC, and there'll be casual people are going to bet uh, on the UFC, but the UFC is a niche sport, and it's not as though like everybody's like, all right, UFC is back. Um, baseball will be that. We talk about it. Baseball is America's pastime, supposedly. Um, you know, you get baseball back, hope springs eternal, sense of normalcy, people watching the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Cardinals, uh, et cetera. So that's sort of the next big one, but it's so freaking challenging, guys. All right. And I don't want to repeat myself as far as the testing and the the isolation and the quarantining and all of this type of baseball stuff. Baseball culture, spitting, dugout. All the like, there's so many things in baseball. Like you look at other sports, Gabe. It's tough, man. Like it is very, very difficult. You can come up with concepts and answers, but just the routine of baseball, it's going to be very, very difficult to do. Not just with the test. You said it. So many hurdles to jump. Well, they play so many games, man. Yeah, that's, that's the it's, problem too. It's mm -hmm. just even if they cut the season in half, which I, you know, I imagine that's that's sort of the plan. They're going to want to get as many games uh, as they can. But I'm just stating we'll take it with a grain of salt. The NBA seems to be slowly inching there in which, you know, they've been more patient and they're looking at the big picture, but I do think the NBA eventually is going to pull it off. You know, we'll get back. We'll get to the, into the UFC right now. But one thing about the NBA and Major League Baseball and these leagues, we're seeing it even in Germany, all right? And they love soccer in Germany, obviously. People are upset in Germany. Mm -hmm. People are upset. They're like, basically... Like, nurses haven't been tested, and, you know, schools uh, schools aren't open. So, basically, there was a push. So, what? You guys are more concerned with getting the Bundesliga up and running than you are, like, society, aren't you? Right? Due to money. And there's a backlash. Not a full backlash, but there's a backlash. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there'd be as much of a backlash in America. I think people love sports that much. They almost, like, the NFL, they get preferential treatment. I don't think people would care. So the leagues can, before we're thinking, we could do this, all right? We could do this. We have enough money. We could buy 100,000 tests, no problem. 
Seriously, can you know what I mean? In the NBA, yes, they can. They can. But Adam Silver can scratch a check and go, like, yep. "Give me the test," and we can do it. The problem is they didn't want to do that because they're going to look bad. It's going to be like, "Oh, you guys, everyone's struggling to get tests. Everyone's struggling here. You guys just roll up." So basically, the leagues had to sort of wait for things to get better and for the testing to get severely ramped up and access to testing, et cetera, to get ramped up. And then, you know, it won't be bad for them. Hey, everyone's getting tested now. Hey, we're coming back. The thing is, I think the league is starting to realize people are not going to get tested. Like, there's no government ramp up coming, uh, essentially. So the leagues are on their own now to start judging sort of, all right, can we get away with this PR-wise? And they can by donating things. That's the key. That's the key. They, they have will. to. The NBA mm -hmm. will. I, you know, I maintain it. I do believe the NBA, there will be the NBA playoff, well, playoffs, and I use the term loosely, but there will be the NBA playoffs, I think, in August. August and September, or, you know, even later, you know, August, September, October, they take a month off, and then, bang, they start again uh, December, a new season, et cetera. So sports are coming back. We talked about college football coming back, Kev. Sports are coming back, but... This baseball stuff, money, 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 and uh, baseball players have a lot of it already, and they don't need it. No, you're right. The, the rich the rich baseball players might just say it's not even worth doing. But to your other point, too, uh, with society's backlash, I have to believe this, Gabe, and you know usually the rich get what they want. When there's uh, somebody who's a, a kidney donor or a donor of life with a heart or something, you know, that's why society freaks out. It's because, hey, how come that businessman who's uh, worth millions and millions of dollars gets it before the poor kid in Harlem? And that's been going on for a long period of time. So these leagues better be very careful because the PR aspect of it will be nasty. To your point, donations, doing things, because if they get this amount of testing and the regular public, you know, people are getting sick and dying at, at that rate still. I think it's something to consider. And basically, they need to have a good image in the public because you said it, of the people of Germany, they, they're like, yeah, you play soccer, big deal. We love the sport. We're one of the best teams in the world. But does that mean this person should get, this person should get? You know what? It comes down to basically no one's more important than anybody else. But it always seems with people with money, get the help. Well, people are, though. That's the whole thing. People would, people would, want, um, people would want sports back. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's the thing for the, you know, for basically they look at it almost deemed as essential. As I stated, people, the average person doesn't really think about the science of it right now. As I stated, Germans are more, you know, Germans are more aware of things um, than people are uh, here. People are, you know, more distracted by a shiny object, which is the sports. Yes. I mean, there's a big, like, there's a big thing. Like, basically, they, they want sports back, you know, sort of to get society back as opposed to get society back and then sports back it's Excellent sort of a different point. there's a different mm -hmm. way of approaching it uh, right now you know specifically with major league baseball and nfl football um so and listen there's a correlation here too you look at the ufc one of the reasons why they're able to come back so quickly they don't have a union right they're a bunch of independent guys yep, plus they're guys that that punch each other in the face for a living anyways and you know, they need the money. They're not the multi-multi-millionaires like Major League Baseball players are. So we'll get into the UFC uh, here. There's been some line movement, and it's pretty much going in a direction that I've been telling people uh, that I think it's going to go. Uh, Tony Ferguson was 178. He came down to 172. 
It's bounced back up right now to uh, to 178. And I maintain I'm sticking to my guns here. It's an official pick for me. I will be betting it. And now we can get into how do you want to bet it? Do you want to put it in a parlay? Do you want to lay to 178? Uh, but Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Gaethje, Gaethje's a crazy dude. And uh, Gaethje uh, basically wants Ferguson to break his nose. <laughs> That's the best. I love that like this, These are the type of guys we're talking about here. We talked about Ferguson being... Ferguson likes pain, and he sort of gets a kick out of it. And Gaethje's almost matching him, basically stating that his nose is messed up, and he has a hard time breathing, and he has for a long time, and he's hoping that Tony Ferguson breaks his nose, and he breathes better, and he's going to knock Ferguson out yeah. uh, after. There will be blood spilt. Um, it sounds like Bane. There will be blood in the streets. <laughs> Um, but Tony Ferguson now minus 178. I'm sticking to my uh, sticking to my guns. I like Tony Ferguson to win this fight, and it looks like some money starting to come in on Ferguson right now. Yeah, I'm with you, Gabe. I think Ferguson's the play here. Uh, you know, we talked about how many different ways he can win the fight. I love it too. Be careful what you uh, wish for there, Gaethje. If he breaks your nose, there's no guarantee it's going to go back in place and you're going to breathe better. It might just be screwed up more and you totally can't breathe. There, what? Like I'm going to pop your arm back in? It's just going to work? Uh, that's not necessarily true. It's a. I, I enjoy the comment, but uh, that's not necessarily scientific proof. If he breaks your nose, you're going to breathe better. I like Ferguson minus 170. You're right. The line has gone up. I think he's going to win this fight, Gabe. I think Gaethje, if he needs to win, he's got to do it early before he runs out of gas where Ferguson's cardio is a big advantage too. He can beat him in many different ways. Knockout submission. Gimme Ferguson. The price is under anything under $2 I like. Yeah, the, the pace and the tempo and the relentlessness of Tony Ferguson is going to be the difference. Listen, if Justin Gaethje's going to win the fight, he's going to have to catch him early. And he could. That's what he was going to be. That's when um, he's going to be his most dangerous in the first couple of minutes of the fight. And like pretty much from like not the first two minutes, but like that three-minute mark to like seven, eight-minute mark could be like it's dangerous uh, for Ferguson. You know, Gaethje's going to be headhunting, and he's going to, you know, if he connects, Ferguson could be in trouble. They're both very hittable. It's interesting. A lot of people talk so much about how hittable Tony Ferguson is, and people talk about Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje lands eight punches per minute by average. All right, so on an average in a minute, he'll connect significant strikes. He'll hit you eight times in a minute on average significantly. And that's pretty. That's a pretty high damage rate. And he's got serious power, too. So, And there's guys with bigger volume than him, but with the power that he has, getting hit eight times in the face per minute, it's not good. Imagine your brain getting rattled after 32 times punched in the face, right? Like, So Tony Ferguson, though, actually hits you like 10.8 times per minute. <laughs> like, Ferguson comes fast, elbow, bing, knee, kick, elbow again, punch. It's a constant, just, you know, it's a constant relentless pace that he sets. And I think Gaethje's going to have a problem uh, going on uh, with it. Uh, but let's get into some of the, uh, some of the fight facts I hear about this, about this fight. Tony Ferguson, uh, we talked about this guy, Cam, 2012. Do you remember 2012? I don't. That's a long time ago, man. You're talking eight years? <laughs> no clue. I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to remember these things only because of sports. And uh, 2012, we were in Las Vegas, and the New York Giants 
the New York Giants beat the New England Patriots in a Super Bowl. Think about that. That's the last time Tony Ferguson lost a fight. When Eli Manning and the Giants beat the Patriots. It's a long time ago. <laughs> the last time Tony Ferguson lost a fight, the Miami Heat beat Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in the Oklahoma City Thunder in the finals. Do you remember that finals? That's That was a long time ago, buddy. Yeah. Kevin just... Durant was a kid, like basically. Yeah, exactly. like Kevin Durant was a kid. LeBron. LeBron James still on Miami Heat. Uh, think about that. The last time Tony Ferguson lost the fight, LeBron James was still on the Miami Heat. Eli Manning was a Super Bowl champion. Yep. And unfortunately, that song, Call Me Maybe, uh, <laughs> was exposed uh, to the world as it was one of the biggest hits of 2012. Just Call Me Maybe, right here on SB Nation Radio. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. And so is the Razor Redhead Cab Store. Going down on SB Nation uh, Radio. and catch us weekdays at 6 uh, right here on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation uh, Radio. Um, so we're talking UFC 249. And I brought up the last time Tony Ferguson lost a fight. The New York Giants beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Oklahoma City Thunder um, lost to the Miami Heat mm. in the NBA Finals. And Call Me Maybe became a thing. And uh, our producer, Puccio's informed us that Los Angeles Dodger, uh, Justin Turner, actually used to date uh, that girl, the Call Me Maybe girl. Jepson. <laughs> yeah, Carly <laughs> Ray something. Thank you. Jepson, yeah, yeah. Not the Jetsons. Jepson, Jepson, yeah. Carly Ray Jepson, Je- yeah, Jepson. Yeah, J-E-P-S-E-N. Who cares? That song sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> It does. So, it's horrible. Two, 2000, 2012, the last time uh, he's lost. So, yeah, last time he lost, it was on Fox 3. That's unbelievable. Think about that. That was just when they said they had signed a deal with Fox in those days. So, Tony Ferguson is 18-1 and in his last 19 fights, 12-0 and in his last 12. The last time uh, he lost was to Michael Johnson at UFC on Fox in May 2012. Uh, Ferguson's 15 and one record after 15 UFC appearances is the best of any fighter to come from the Ultimate Fighter reality series. Ferguson's 12 fight UFC win streak and lightweight competition is the longest active streak in the division. Ferguson's 12 fight uh, winning streak and lightweight competition is the longest in divisional history. Ferguson's 12 fight win streak in UFC competition was, is tied with Khabib for the longest active streak in the company. Ferguson has earned 21 of his 25 victories via stoppage. That includes 11 of his 15 UFC wins. Think about that. 11 of his 15 UFC wins, he stopped uh, the other uh, the other fighter. Ferguson's 10 stoppage uh, victories are tied for third most in divisional history behind Joe Lozon and uh, Jim Miller. So as you can see, he's quite he set quite a. Uh, he set, um, he's, you know, he's setting records right now, Tony Ferguson. And I just, he, we'll see. And 
I want to bring up this actually. Khabib went on Instagram oh, yeah. and basically stated, yeah, yeah, have fun with this fight. I'll smash them all. Yeah. I will kill all of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, buddy, we get it. Uh, it's interesting, though. We'll see. We'll see. Like, you know, when Khabib beat Connor, Connor was be beat down in that fight. And you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that, Gabe, I know it's, it's crazy. He beat a bear and he's impossible, but. Who knows? One of these days, maybe uh, you know he might he might lose, but that, that's, a be, tall, that's a tall he, order. He'd beat Connor again, and you notice Connor Connor doesn't talk too much about him. No, yeah, he does a bit. The other day, he he was he was on a podcast about a month ago, Connor, and I think he had a couple of drinks, and you know it was actually pretty funny. Connor, they looked at like the brawl, all right, like the fight. And Connor gave a play-by-play -play of it. It was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> like as soon as the fight was all over, like Connor's like, "Oh, he said this to me, right?" And then you can go and look at here, and in slow motion, he goes, "Here's when Khabib's brother punches me in the back of the head," <laughs> and and he turns around and he, he's given the story, and he basically states that he would fight him again. He goes, oh, I'd love to fight him on the street or in the cage at any time. Me and Khabib's beef isn't over. That's what he states. But professionally, seems like he wants to box more. He's, you know, he wants he, he, even Gaethje. Gaethje yeah. or Ferguson is talking to him, maybe fighting this winner uh, right now. The problem with, you know, Khabib is that good, Cam. Yeah, I know. He is that good, right? And the thing with Khabib is he doesn't weaken... Because he doesn't, um, he doesn't party, bro. Yeah, he's like he, motivated. No, he doesn't. Like he's like he's uh, he's extremely devoutly religious. Like he thinks rap music is evil. Like he's he's a step away from sh Sharia type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like at his marriage and stuff. Like his wife was covered, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he thinks the ring girls are disgusting. Like he's not. You're not going to get him like, oh, yeah, he's a great fighter, but he's doing a lot of blow now. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's the opposite. He's yeah, going to like a lot. Connor, like you said, no, like Connor not. came in weak. Like, yeah, Connor, you were sick. Why are you sick? Yeah. Because you blow and you drink all the time. That's and your right. Your immune yeah. system's down. Exactly. He doesn't. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And he's not down. So, like, he never lets his guard down, Khabib. Like, he just doesn't, right? And so you, like, he's right. He will smash them all. <laughs> All right, so as far as Gaethje, um, as far as uh, Gaethje is concerned, Gaethje's the only fighter in UFC history to land 100 or more significant strikes in three of his first uh, appearances. God, imagine getting hit 100 times by this guy in a span of, like, six minutes, Cam. Uh, no, I, I got to tell you, I've been concussed a lot in my that's life. That's a lot of damage. No, bro. that's the thing. Like, my brains have already been rattled, like, in, in a lot of things. But uh, that's the thing. I have so much respect for Think these guys. Think about our boy Puccio. Imagine yeah. Puccio getting punched by Justin oh, Gaethje 100 head times head in six his and head head minutes. Explode, right? That's the thing. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, oh, God is right, Puccio. Bam, oh, bam, bam. <laughs> Oh, you're five six. Oh, Puccio. Yeah, you might take your head off. That's no, a... no, we wouldn't take those <laughs> shots because we'd all go down. Your neck would break. It would just take the first shot. Bang! Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Party's over. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gaethje would break my jaw. One punch, my jaw would be shattered. I wouldn't be doing this show for a while. 
Yeah, I think he'd probably split my like face in half, like my nose, and just like blood. Your jaw would survive. You'd have like sixty stitches. Oh no, he'd kill me. My bones would break. You'd just yeah. be all bloodied. Our and, teeth like, would be knocked Your face. Out. You'd have like that big lump under your eye for like a month. You oh, big time, big time. That might not be able to. Like he could actually like he'd hit you so hard he could blind you if he hits you in the orbital bone. Like I, you would not even dare with these. That's, that's the thing about these UFC guys. When you get the chirpers in the butt, eh, man, man, hey man, yeah, you think you're so tough? It's like these guys can't even do the things they do because they could kill normal people. They're special, Gabe. You know that. Gaethje lands 2.9 leg kicks uh, per minute. Yeah, those hurt like hell too. Highest rate in the company. I didn't realize that actually. You, you only ever think about his punching so much. Yeah. Um, lands 55.6% of significant strikes, the best rate in divisional history. Ugh. Wow. So he's throwing bombs. So significant strike isn't just like the pattern. It's like no, the real smash. the punch. Bam. You know what I mean? Bam. Mm -hmm. Could be a body shot, but you know, but significant punch, not just sort of. And uh, think about that. So fifty-five point six percent of the time, when he's throwing a bomb at you, it, it connects. Hits. Yeah, it connects. That's a problem. So think if he throws that like bang, bang, like you miss, like you go like this, he gets you the second time. Yes, like, you will. Know? And you could so, be off balance. The thing about Ferguson, though, Gabe, is the one thing that he can match. His threshold to pain is very, very strong. And that's one thing. Gaethje's hurt other people, but Ferguson's one guy that might be able to absorb a couple big shots and then uh, and then still do damage. He's he, His pain threshold's incredible. All right, so let, uh, it really is. But there's one thing. There's a difference, though, between having a pain threshold and getting knocked out. That's true. Because you true. don't feel getting knocked out. It ain't even about yeah, pain, go, right? It's just like, sleep. yeah, you're going to sleep. But he, no one's ever knocked him out before. Mm. No one's ever knocked him out. It's almost, I'm worried. That's my one concern. That Ferguson tries to test that. <laughs> yeah. That Ferguson's like, you know what? Come on, man. And I'm not saying he's going to put his hands behind his back type thing, but I can totally see Ferguson saying that to him in a cage. Ferguson's nuts like that. He talks a lot, bro. Ferguson's going to go, hey, man, you, you think you can hurt me? Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You know what I mean? And Gaethje could like, bam. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But I think, and like everyone says, man, everyone says the same thing. Look at Pettis. Pettis said, I hit him as hard as I could. I broke my hand, right? So we'll see. You know, Thompson said that Ferguson just rolls and, you know, uses gravity to his advantage when you hit him. You know, he said, it's good. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. So, too. Um, so yeah, these facts from MMA Junkie, great stuff uh, being put together here. So um, Henry Cejudo, as we talk about it, get this, Henry Cejudo is the only MMA fighter to win an Olympic gold medal and a UFC championship. Cejudo is one of three Olympic gold medalists to fight in the UFC along with Kevin Jackson and Mark Schultz. <coughs> gold medalist, freestyle wrestling, 2008. Uh, Cejudo is the only Olympic gold medalist to fight in the UFC since the organization was uh, purchased by Zufa. Uh, Cejudo is one of seven fighters in UFC history to win two titles and two weight classes. BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, Amanda Nunes, Daniel Cormier, George St. Pierre, and Randy Couture wow. also accomplished the feat. All Some Hall of, of those, Famers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to give him credit. Connor never defended anything. Yeah, we, we, get, we give him credit for it, though. So, so who who can not lose that fight, right? Like, you put him in all parlays? He's not losing. No. He's not losing. Listen, I've got, I've got a ton of respect for Dominic Cruz, but Dominic Cruz has not fought Cam in 1,226 days. It's a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's almost four years. Yeah, 41 months, exactly. 
Well, how about this? Cruz once landed 243 total strikes in a fight. That's awesome. But four, four years and going up against Cejudo, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I think Cejudo's going to get him. Cejudo's going to get him. It's just inevitable. Between Cejudo, Cejudo's pretty vicious too now. He, like he's pretty, he's pretty aggressive. Like he, you know, what I mean? he doesn't fight. Like a lot of wrestlers are cautious, and oh, I'm going to stay cautious and just take you down. It's going to be boring. He's not. Like he sort of runs like right at you, and he starts throwing punches, and then he'll take you down, and then he'll start raining the elbows and stuff. Like, you know, he's like a little Tasmanian devil or something. That's exactly. That's exactly what I was going to. Yeah. Like that's he's exactly, really like. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. like. Oh, he looks like a jockey. He does. He looks like a jockey. He's really he's got a small. huge melon though. Huge oh, melon. Oh yes, he's this little jockey guy, but mm-hmm. he's like an evil jockey. Like when yes. a fight starts, like he's like hissing. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. He's like, he's a, he's yeah, a it's like, jockey. you know, you're eating elbows. You know what I mean? Like, like on The Simpsons where the jockeys are yes. leprechauns. We're going to kill you, Bart. Yeah, yeah. And the jockeys were after him. Furious D, no. <laughs> They're little leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, he's a little angry dude, Suhudo, man. Oh, he's a like, uh, uh, killer. Like, he's a small guy, but he scares me. Like, as a, like yeah, I think he'll kill Cruz, too. So listen, yeah, if you want to put it in parlays, you know, that that's the question, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, what do you want to put in a parlay or how many fighters you want to put in the parlay? If you if you parlay Tony Tony Ferguson and Henry Cejudo, it's plus one twenty-six. I love it. Love it. Plus one twenty-six. That's good. Very listen, good. it was a little higher earlier in the week. It's coming down a little bit right now. Now, how about this though? You want to throw another one in, and I'll tell you, this guy's not losing. Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum is not losing this fight. You throw Fabricio Verdum uh, into the parlay, suddenly it becomes plus 194. Almost two, two to one. Get, getting nicer. Yeah, I, I, maybe we're going to throw another one in here. <laughs> I love, maybe we're going to throw another one in here. <laughs> uh, it's almost like uh, it's like an infomercial, Ken. Yeah. I'm not sold yet, but keep no, talking. More, more. I need more. Yes. Cam, Cam's the guy in, like, you know what I mean? Cam's the guy in the studio audience. Yeah. Sounds good, Chuck, but uh, let me hear more. <laughs> Very true. I have a feeling, Gabe, we're going to have a lot of money tied, tied in <laughs> Saturday night. We're going to have a lot of action. I'm going to do a lot of round robin parlays. Yeah, you know, when we're talking about discipline, it's, it's a lot easier said to say, oh, I'm going to be disciplined in the middle of a pandemic when there's nothing going on. <laughs> like, exactly. As opposed to, oh, I'm going to stay disciplined. Hey, listen, this is, this is all UFC. Next week is our, when our discipline test comes in a check here. Mm-hmm. True, right? true. When there's, there's yep. like four sporting events going on at once. But they, I got to tell you, the last sporting event that I stepped up in, I got kicked in the teeth, man. That NFL draft did not end well for me. <laughs> this is different, though. The NFL yeah, draft. This is real you know, sports, at least. No, it's yes. That's the whole thing. Like, look at the NFL draft and the way things went. There was no trade ups, and it changes. There, that's the thing. It went in different direction because nothing happened. It was very predictable. This, on the other hand, you know MMA. You watch it, and the only thing that is going to take into factor is we don't know the training because it's been so long with the pandemic. We don't know if this guy looked good or this guy didn't. But I'll tell you one thing: this has more of a chance to come in than a random NFL draft with. A million mock oh, I'd rather bet on a punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bet it's not a real event. All right, yeah. hold that thought. We'll be right back. Game time decision continues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues as uh, we uh, wind down hour one, uh, but we promise we'll get into some NFL talk in hour two, having some fun just looking at uh, this UFC uh, card. Great to have a uh, live sporting event uh, coming back into the mix, looking at some of the uh, the trends and facts about uh, some of these uh, fighters. And, you know, one thing, Dominic Cruz brought this up, and he's not wrong, actually. So Dominic Cruz hasn't fought in 1,226 days. It's 41 months. He hasn't won a fight in uh, 48 months. But get this, Dominic Cruz can become the second fighter in UFC history to have three title reigns in one weight class. Wow. Um, Cruz became the second fighter in UFC history to win a belt by split decision when he defeated TJ Dillashaw in Fight Night 81. Cruz's 12 victories in the UFC and WEC uh, uh, bantamweight competition tied with Dillashaw, your eye favorite for most um, in divisional history. Like, we go on here right now. What, how about this, too? Cruz's average fight time of 21 minutes is the longest in company history. He's an over machine, Ken. Yeah. Dominic thing, Cruz, yeah, but it's, you got to lay massive juice. <laughs> yeah, no, thing, the thing about Cejudo, too, is, is the only thing that I have one question. Is Cruz rested after this? Is he freshened like a horse that needed a break for a long time? But that's an excessive period of rest, almost three and a half years. He's, yeah, you know what? Dominic Cruz has had so many surgeries. You know, I brought it up before. He's, he's had more surgeries than Jenna Jameson. And <laughs> I think he's got like a, you know, with, with, you know, with the cadaver, he's got like a dead guy's hip or something. Like he's got dead guy bones. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, it's like literally like that. Bone like donation. his limbs were yeah. so shot. He's got wow. like a dead guy's knee now or something. Wow. All right. But he's a freak of nature, this guy. Like, he's the only guy, can Like, he'd be off for two years, come back, and knock you, you know what I mean? He looks good all the time when he comes back. And he's one of these fighters that is adamant that ring rust does not exist. Mm. Cage rust isn't real. And so, and another thing is, too, people are like, oh, old man Cruz. He's 35. Yeah. He's 35. All right? And Henry Cejudo's 33, guys. Interesting. You know, one thing about funny about Cejudo, I don't know if you know this, Ken. Basically, after he won, he, he, he went to the camera and he goes, hey, you know the Bella twins, like Nikki Bella yeah, with yeah, John Cena? Wrestling. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. he's like, hey, uh, so, you know, when John Cena broke up with her or something, and uh, he's like, don't worry about John Cena, I'll take you out, I'm a real man. And he started, like, hitting her on all the time. We'll get, we'll get in an hour or two. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.